0: and welcome to the pure report i'm your host rob ludeman and it is time to bring the orange yet again with another fantastic episode of the pure podcast today we have two guests and we are talking all net promoter score first i want to welcome kathleen stringfield who's our senior manager of nps programs in the customer experience team i hope i got your title right kathleen and welcome to the show
1: Thank you so much. Yep. You've got the title right. Um, You know, I really focus my time on NPS and CSAT here at, at Pure and love doing it.
0: We love to have you here. And I'm so excited to dig into this really important topic for Pure and for our prospects and customers and partners, but also want to bring in Mr. Don McCullough, who's our senior services marketing manager and someone that I work pretty closely with from time to time. Don, it is great to have you on the broadcast as well.
2: Hey, Rob, great to be here. Net Promoter Score is such a great study in what does it mean to have great customer experience, and so really near and dear to my heart, and I've just loved working with Kathleen on on this project over the last almost a year now, isn't it, Kathleen? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Although it's always something that we've tracked here and, and worked on, I want to get into the history of that. Kathleen, how long have you been here at Pure, and tell me your favorite thing that you love about working here.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, so I have been actually an employee of Pure probably for five years. I actually worked outside as a consultant for about a year. So, in total, probably six years um, with Pure. What I love about Pure is the employees and the culture we have here. Um, of course, it's fabulous because we get so many great comments from customers about how much they love the products, how much they love the team. And so, that's always a positive, positive environment um, to have as well.
0: No, that's great. It's great to hear that. And that's kind of a common refrain that we get on the people and the culture. It's uh, far easier to get up every day and go to work when you've got people that you love to work with and a fun culture that we've managed to maintain over the time that you and I have both been here. Uh, it has been strong. Uh, Don, what are you coming up on now? About a year and a half, two years-ish, I think, since, almost, since we had you join the portfolio team?
2: Yeah, almost two years. I joined right as the, as the pandemic hit. And so I've been... Uh, here for almost two years. The thing I love uh, really for the first time in my tech career is storage and, and uh, health records and all these other kind of pieces of data have such a connection to the people out there in the world. It's uh, when, when uh, some of my old companies, I would say who I worked for, they would go, oh, that's great. With storage, they have a story about where their data is stored, why it's important to them, security is is great so it's it's uh, it's a fun product to work on right now. Yeah, it's
0: certainly something really tangible when you talk to, let's say, just lay people, right, who may not know the technology industry, you can talk to them about their shopping habits or what they do online or their banking and, right, I mean, data is at the heart of it. So it's really an easy way to help them understand and hopefully get past the misunderstanding that some people stay. Is it, Do you guys sell little rooms that we can put our boxes and stuff for their move? No, no, no that's a whole that's a whole nother storage thing. And, and, and then we can kind of educate. I, I get fewer and fewer of those types of queries from, from, uh, from people who don't know the tech industry as well. But, um, thanks for that. Both of you great to have you both on here and let's go ahead and, and dive into net promoter score and why it's so important that we're actually having a peer report pilot about this, but Kathleen, with your background, and I kind of checked you out on LinkedIn, cause it's good to do to get to know somebody. Uh, and we've got a little doggy guest there, which is always good. We'd like that at that. Oh, no, it's fine. I love doggy guests and get my kitty guests every once in a while on this thing. Um, but you've been around this for a while. What, what are the oranges of, of a net promoter score in an NPS? How is it used? I know that's kind of a loaded question with a lot there, but just give people a backdrop if they're not as familiar.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, so think about net promoter score as two things. One, it's a metric, So it's something that's calculated as a result of a survey. And then two, it's used as a methodology, a methodology to actually listen to customers and improve both processes, people, um, and systems. So if I think about it just as the metric, um, what, what we do is we ask customers a single question. How likely is it that you would recommend pure storage to a friend or colleague? And the research on this was done by Satmetrics and Bain years ago. And it said that if a customer responded with a nine or a 10, they're a promoter. They're Hmm. actually out there on social media, talking about you, talking to their friends about the great experience that they've had. They're physically kind of doing something about it. If they said, if, if the customer responded with an eight or a seven, they're kind of like, mm, they, they're happy, but they're probably not super happy. They could probably be changed with a price difference or you know, they could need a little bit more support. Now, if a customer would respond with a zero to a six, there is some sort of satisfaction issue going on. And it's great when we get this feedback because we can address it immediately. But the calculation goes, the percentage of promoters Minus the percentage of detractors gives us the net promoter score. And think of it this way. It could be negative 100 or it could be positive 100. So the scale is 200 points. And if you look at our score at, what, 85.2 this year, amazing results. That's like in the A range. Not many companies are even higher than that.
0: I'm happy you mentioned that range because I think some people t- sometimes think it's just, you know, you're aggregating numbers up and it's like zero to 100. There is that negative score, right? And then somebody, when I joined Pure, told me that pretty early on because I went, oh, this thing's kind of interesting. And what does this number actually mean? And they told me what some of the competitors are. And then they said, oh, by the way, it's like there's a 200 point delta from top to bottom. So you can actually, you know, have a negative NPS, which I would assume doesn't reflect really well. Um, one other thing, cause I want to, I want to go to Don just about how we approach it here. How is this different than from other like CSAT measures? I'm sure there's tons of different measurements out there. Why, w- what distinguishes NPS from like just a, a, another set of CSAT measurements that might be done out there?
1: Yeah. So this is the one most commonly used by companies across the board, B2C companies, B2B companies. They use Net Promoter as the kind of leading indicator of both growth and loyalty. So the higher the NPS score, the bigger the growth that you're going to have compared to your competitors and the more happy customers that you have.
0: So, and Don, are those the two primary reasons that we're so obsessed with NPS here at Pure? Is there anything to build upon that? You know, I I recall again, when I joined, that was something that was front and center. And and we just did a really cool website redesign today, February 1st. And the NPS is on the homepage of the website, which is really
2: cool. Why are we so obsessed with NPS here at Pure? What does it do for us? Well, I think Kathleen really brought it up. It's one data point to rally around as a company, Hmm. whether you're in the design, the engineering, customer service, uh, even the executive team, we all play in there. And I think that's another thing that's buried in in that difference between CSAT and Net Promoter Score, and that is it's a measure of the whole company, not just whether you're satisfied with a particular trouble call or, or a particular product, whole company view of it. We take it down to the next step. We've got a lot of uh, teams that listen to that, uh, those responses that, that Kathleen pointed out. Every executive is, uh, you know, is expected to react to comments in, in their area. Uh, so we really treat it as a whole company measure, one measure to, to rally around, and a way to listen to our customers very effectively.
0: I love the the concept of rallying around and and it really gets everybody on the same page, right? If everybody has skin in the game or knows that what they do on a day-to-day basis has a stake in what this measurement is, then certainly we operate. and, And when we decide strategic directions, we go in that, but also we know that there's this feedback loop, right? That, that tells us, you know, what people think and 11, I'll just reinforce the point that you make. This is not just one aspect of, of the business that gets, it's not like how well do we do service tickets or service calls? It's everything. It's, it's the whole entire Holistic picture. Now, Kathleen, is that the only question that gets asked that that you mentioned a a moment ago? Or is there other parts of the survey? Is that all there is to it? And that's where we get the inferences from?
1: That's where the metric comes from that Hmm. single question. Okay. Always always a follow up question is, you know, why did you respond the way you did? And it, it makes it simple and broad. A customer is able to say exactly how they're feeling, whether they, you know, give us a 10 and tell us, we love your product. Or we love your technical services team, um, you know, or they can go into detail about a particular situation that they had that was extremely great or extremely negative, um, but then we're able to take action on that. Um, it, uh, right after we receive the survey real-time survey results
0: so you get the numerical result and you get some qualitative feedback as part of that which is always a great thing because you can sift through and get some some real specifics or, or directional explanations as to why the feedback talk a little bit about the the certification right because you can't just go out and just create one of these on your own you have to have a third party and have it certified and validated and, and rolled out who do we use and 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 why is there a need to have certification?
1: Yeah, you know, we started this certification probably about, well, seven years ago. Um, and what was happening was people would do a set or do a uh, NPS survey, test, or companies would, and then they would post their results. But there was never anything checking to make sure that, you know, they're not gaming the system mm-hmm. or that they're not making it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Make it up. So what we decided to do was hire a third-party consulting company to look at our survey, look at how we ask the question, look at the results, and make sure that we're not taking out negative comments to make our score look better. And so that's what they do. Think of it kind of like a financial statement. We hire third-party auditors to review our financials, to make sure that we're in line with best standards. And so we do the same thing here. We, every year, um, we hire a company called OCX Cognition, they're one of the um, premier consulting companies on customer experience, and they look at our um, survey results every year, do an audit, and tell us um, you know, the, the results. And every year, we pass the audit with flying colors.
0: That's awesome. Thanks for the background on that. I've always wondered about the, the different certification companies that are out there in the process, but also it really helps to understand the rationale behind that and that you know, places can't just go make up a number and go, hey, here's our number, you know, check it out. There's got to be some, you know, formal certification behind it. Um, Don, back to you. And I know I, I don't want to undo what you just said, that everybody has sort of a, a rallying effect behind that number and drives toward the same thing. But I also know that in your current role, you work on services and work very closely with the services organization. And our good friend, Mr. Joe Pinto, right, is a is a big proponent of NPS and, and certainly the leadership Team over there pays great attention to it. While we're all invested in it, talk a little about the services perspective on and on NPS. Like what, what, what do you look at when you look at that number and what role does that play and in, in, in what drives services strategy and offerings and, and customer interactions?
2: Well, Joe Pinto is the king of, of <laughs> customer experience. Uh, his motto is we've got your back. Nice. I think what this does is it systematizes it. Mm. It's not just uh, like Kathleen said, particular uh, comments from particular customers, but really a measure across the whole company. Uh, within services, we know that uh, in that long period of time where our equipment is in there, it's working, it's delivering value. That we're the we're the primary touch point for uh, the rest of the company, whether that be technical services, whether it be our educational uh, things, or our professional services, we're there on a human-to-human basis. So uh, that's why NPS is cited in the customer experience uh, organization under Joe. Uh, Both uh, Kathleen and I work work very hard in, in that area. So... To me, again, services is so important because that is, from a customer's point of view, the long, the long period uh, touch point with pure storage, um, and um, that's a great measure. Is is that uh, that that NPS number? Not to discount the importance of the product or the technology or the way we evolve it with Evergreen and and uh, that sort of thing, but. Uh, customer experience, technical support, uh, is really, and services are really important to that overall feel from a customer's perspective.
0: Well, and those are certainly things that can make or break any company, right? I mean, you see the times when companies have support challenges or people complaining out on social media networks, you know, complaining on Twitter, like, Hey, you know, this company didn't give me my refund or those things, right? You, you want to be cognizant of, of how that can impact your brand or impact your, your reputation. Um,
2: but, uh, right. Isn't that some other way to read into it, Don? Well, it is important, but you know, on a, on the other side, our technical services group sends out a customer satisfaction Mm -hmm. survey for every interaction. So, uh, just because we have a rallying point in NPS doesn't mean we aren't doing those, those, uh, really important, Day to day checks with the customer, so we we measure CSAT in our technical services group, um, and I'm in other groups as well. We have quality uh, quality measurements across the board, but that NPS score is really our measure of customer loyalty and and customer experience. So, yeah, well,
1: just just to ahead. kind of just to kind of jump on that, we do look at a customer as having a journey with us. Mm -hmm. They start, you know, and they, they experience certain things. They get an install, they, you know, go to training, you know, there's a whole journey that they go through. And at each significant part, we have a CSAT survey that measures that particular part. And it's because we want to see, is there something broken in the process that we need to fix so that our overall score Um, you know, their, their, their loyalty is, is solid. And, um, I think that's a lot of, a lot of companies are now looking at it more from a journey perspective. Uh, and it, and it works really well to look at it both ways.
0: So the NPS then becomes more of a, a broader big picture indicator and you're hitting all these different touch points. And so the combination of those, and that was the next thing I was going to ask you really is, you know, when we take these different touch points, as well as the overall NPS score, what do we then do to drive strategy or planning or changing how we how we approach you know the way that we engage people as you mentioned from that install all the way through that different journey what how do we use that data to, to, to make ourselves better right It's really about continuous improvement
1: yeah so uh, about a year and a half ago we created a team um, within uh, pure storage probably 18 people on the team, all from different functional areas. And what we do is we try to look at both NPS data and CSAT data along that customer journey and bring the data back to the relevant uh, kind of stakeholders. So, say, you know, we got some feedback about Flash Array. We would want to bring it back to the engineering people, the product marketing people, you know, and so we make sure that they're getting real time customer feedback and they can actually drive strategy, drive changes, look at feature function based on kind of what the customers are saying. Um, it, it's not the only thing that they look at, but it's definitely an element in what what they look at to, to develop that strategy.
0: Right. There's many different data sources, right? We have to look at competitor movements. We have to look at customer feedback. Sure. We have to look at industry trends and direction, but it certainly is an important part, mm-hmm. I would say, because you are getting this direct to pure feedback from uh, from a user who actually cares about their experience and cares about hopefully how we can we can improve certain aspects of that, um, which dovetails really nicely into Don, what I want to chat about next, because you have a, a really great perspective on this is you know, let's look at what customers do when they go look out They're They're making lots of different decisions and many different vectors of how they choose to align and, and invest in, in a technology and also a relationship with, with a vendor. What, what role does NPS play then? And what does that mean to customers? How do they view it? It's obviously part of that decision tree, but can it have a negative impact if it's low? Does it have a positive impact if it's high? I mean, it's one of those
2: things. Well, a lot of the research about NPS is about the health of the business, the company itself. And these, uh, you know companies that, that track NPS and have high NPS scores have lower costs. They have more loyal customers. They have um, a healthier business overall. What I've tried to do with my marketing perspective is to ask, why does that matter to an end customer? Why should you want to do business? with a vendor that has a high NPS. Interestingly, not a whole lot of data out there. We've huh. talked with some of our customers about it, uh, and not our customers, some of our NPS uh, consultants about it. And they say that's not really been their focus. NPS is really designed as a way to, to run your business, uh, rallying point, uh, an improvement thing. But I've found that there are some things that customers value about a company with a high NPS score. And uh, the first one is they value that voice, that that idea that you have a process. We we, uh, surveyed twelve hundred customers this year that we're getting that information in, that we have a process for listening to it and a process for acting on it. Important part of it. Second part is it's important to do business with a healthy company. Uh, And all of that research I just told you about says a company with a 85.2 NPS is a healthy company. That's a marker of a healthy company. And then finally, you just can't beat great customer experience. Mm -hmm. Every person doing business out there, even in B2B world is a human being and they want their life to be low stress they want their uh, cares and concerns to be addressed. A high NPS indicates that this is going to be an easy company to do business with. It's probably going to reduce the stress on your personal uh, day-to-day work life. So that's yeah. those are the three big things, I think, that are out there. Personal impact, business
0: impact. I love the notion of somebody having the ability to be heard. I think a lot of times you just want to know that you're a voice that actually gets received and that your feedback is heard. But also the healthy company takes it to something that we always are focusing on here at Pure, which is effectively just to reduce risk, right? To reduce risk in in both business, but also risk for for personal, right? And maybe there's job security and in selecting pure and what it can do for the business and how it reflects on somebody's role but furthermore how we can benefit business outcomes and just kind of extract risk out of the equation and and provide a superior customer experience.
2: Yep. Well, I think it all plays I, that all plays together in, into a great customer experience which is then measured by NPS.
0: Kathleen, we find ourselves consistently in in the top, right? Top 1% or so of of B2B and we don't have to name names out there, but some of the numbers are far lower, right? When we look at competitors or or comparable, you know, B to C, you know, I think there was a one comparison we used to make that a very large computer maker and phone maker was like a 65, right? And we're like an 80 something. So that, that, reflects very well on Pure, but how does that number, just to give people a perspective on what 85.2 actually means, how does that compare to our competitors, to other well-known brands uh, relative to how people perceive our, our net promoter score and what they say?
1: Yeah. So there is a website out there. It's called Customer Guru. And what they do is they track any company who has reported an NPS score and they track it by industry. So you'll see Probably hundreds of companies and their scores on on this site. Um, now, I think there's two parts to to understanding our score. One is, you know, I, I would always make sure that the score is audited. Ours is audited. Mm-hmm. If if someone, if a competitor is saying that they have a 99, I would say, is it audited? Because if it's not, then you know, you can you can't really believe in it. Um, some of our competitors are on this site, this customer guru site. Um, they're maybe more in the teens. Um, some of them are in the 20s. Um, and, you know, I, there are several industries that are actually in the negative. So, um, kind of the range of the, this is we are in the A plus category. Not many companies are higher than us. We work with the largest survey company. Um, Gartner High, Sur- uh, High, High Magic Quadrant um, survey company, and we are their top uh, scoring B two B customer.
0: That's a great metric and a good testament to what everybody what everybody does here. Let's let's take it home here because I've got to let you guys go and get back to work, and I do too. Uh, I appreciate the time. Where Kathleen, where do we go from here? You mentioned kind of the journey before and the continuous improvement and gave a great example of how we might go into one of the BUs with some feedback that we got. But what do you see in the year ahead or even beyond for how we're gonna continue to leverage NPS to deliver more value to our customers and really listen to feedback and use that metric as a way to, to drive customer sat?
1: You know, I think it's more of a, a, a day-to-day thing. Mm-hmm. We look at the results and we take action based on what the feedback is. We're diligent about following up with customers to make sure that they know we're listening to them. Um, we've got our account uh, our account teams all set up. They understand the survey. They understand the process that they have to follow. Um, like I said, I think it's just follow-up. Continue to follow-up, doing our best you know, mapping out potentially a couple more journey steps. Um, but of course, we want to, you know, maintain that not to survey at every single part, but the key parts that yeah. that really drive uh, the overall loyalty.
0: Awesome. Don. similar question in, in the same vein. What are you excited about for how we continue to take forward and use and leverage NPS as, as a driver for, for customer satisfaction and how that impacts your role and, and what you promote?
2: Well, we want to continue to be dedicated to a great customer experience. I think uh, Kathleen talked about the internal mechanisms. Uh, we're certainly going to continue to listen to customers and really try to have a dialogue with them about uh, customer experience as a whole. But NPS as a measure of that is that is that something that's valuable to them? To me, uh, this is a hole in uh, the global NPS understanding. Is why it's important to do business with companies that have high NPS. And so uh, I'll continue personally to to do research on that and to do work on that uh, and listen to customers about it and, and hear if it's important to them.
0: No, and I appreciate you both coming on. It's certainly educational to kind of peel back a couple layers as to how it works. And I, I never even, I don't think I even knew Kathleen, the way the question is done on the survey and what the different answers mean for how you actually gather that metric. So that is is super helpful. Uh, last thought, where to go for more information if people want to learn more about what Pure is doing with NPS or just around customer experience in general, Kathleen, you first.
1: Uh, yeah, well, customer experience in general. Uh, the survey company we use is Medallia. They have a, a whole host of information um, on their site about customer experience and and about uh, you know the the metric of NPS. Um, I think we mentioned earlier that it was uh, first on our website now today. Yep, we just on that. the
0: homepage, which is super cool.
1: So that's exciting. And account managers, you know, should uh, be able to kind of give any customer an update on what they know and kind of what the process is here um, as we've armed them with uh, some great information.
0: Awesome. Don, same for you. I know you actively blog about this from time to time and I love to read those and they always put some really cool, fancy graphics in there, but beyond the maybe point to a blog or two and just where to go in general for, for thing, all things CX at pure. Well,
2: of course it's on our website. Yep. Uh, go look at that. But even more than that, I'd say, hold us accountable. Yeah. We're out saying we have a great customer experience. We've got a great NPS score. Hold us accountable. Bring it up with our everybody you talk to at Pure and say uh, either the positive or the negative. But this is an invitation really to being open to feedback, honest feedback, and being accountable for our promise uh, to give you a great customer experience. So that's what I'd say is, is uh, next step, ask us about it.
0: Love it. And that's the only way we can continue on this journey of continuous improvement and improving the experience for everybody that we work with out there. I want to thank you both so much for the time today, Don and Kathleen. I appreciate you jumping on to elaborate about uh, our obsession with NPS and, and how we can help our customers. And thank you out there for checking out this episode of the Pure Report. Please tell a colleague, tell a friend and keep sending the feedback in to report at purestorage.com and we will roll out topics and adjust who we bring on the show accordingly based on what we hear. And with that, we will wrap for Pure Storage, Kathleen Stringfield and Don McCullough. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back, something might be gaining on you.